wins it. Oh, yes again for the fourth time tonight. Their number one goal getter, Gabe Clausen. from Bramlett and a shot and a score! Cody Glass starts the scoring and the Predators lead at home. He can be the hero against Daley Kiefer, the left-handed shooter coming in, ran out of room! Januzzi stops them! Hawks win their second best start! Franchise history. Welcome into Pucklandia. Uh, pleased to be joined by the voice of the Prince uh, Prince George Cougars, uh, Cole Waldy. Uh, welcome to uh, Pucklandia. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So. You know, first time we've had you on the show. First time, uh, first time through the league for you. Let's 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 get behind, get behind a little bit of, of your background. Uh, what's what what was your path like to bring you to the Western League, Cole? Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of a fairly, I would say, standard kind of way it progressed. I'm actually from Prince George, so um, nice to to be home. But um, I started doing work for the Major Midget team, the Caribou Cougars. They're called the BC EHL now, but it was major midget at the time. Volunteered there for for two to three years after after high school, and then after that, I ended up going to BCIT uh, in Burnaby, BC, where they have a radio program. So I took that for two years, and then worked for another major midget team in the Vancouver Northeast Chiefs. Um, so I got my diploma there, and then made my way back to Prince George. Worked three years for the Prince George First Kings of the BCHL. And then the job opened up for the Cougars, and and got asked if I wanted to interview for the job, and it all went really well, and and now here we are in year one of the WHL. It's been awesome. Yeah, I don't, uh, I did not know that part of your of your story that you know you get to work for the hometown team. I bet that's, uh, I mean that's a, that's a, that's a rare opportunity in the you know a league like this that you know happened to happen to fall into place for you. That's it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Like I got, I was a season ticket grandparents or season ticket holders. They've been for for twenty plus years. I was growing up as a kid, and I remember watching. And they, they haven't had many playoff runs, but the one, the big one they had was in two thousand and seven when I was I was about seven or eight when that happened, and I remember it very vividly. And um, yeah, so I've always been a long time fan, and kind of cool that it's come into this capacity and it's kind of come to fruition to be the broadcaster of the team. Well, and that was, you know, a point I wanted to get to as well as, you know, as far as there's, uh, there's pretty big shoes to fill with, uh, with the last couple of guys that have, that have sat in that chair. But, you know, again, with, with your background, you're, you're, you're very familiar with the, uh, you know, the high standard of broadcasting that, you know, Cougars fans are accustomed to. Yeah, for sure. There's been some really good ones. I'm actually very close with Fraser Rogers. I talk to him almost every single day. Um, Dan O'Connor was a guy I looked up to a lot also. And then I think of guys all, even before me, Ron St. Clair was here for a couple of years. He's actually a car dealer now in Prince George, so you see him every every now and then. But, yeah, there's been some really good broadcasters that have come through and have done some really good things. So, yeah, definitely big shoes to fill, you're right. Yeah, Fra- Frazier and, and Dapper Dan, both uh, both friends yeah. of the show, have, have those guys on you know, a regular basis. Um, and, you know, it's uh, – 
probably not as you know shocking for a guy uh, with your background to uh, you know get accustomed to that bus travel. Huh? Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's been not too bad. It's kind of the same as what it was when I was in junior A with the Spruce Kings. It's just longer trips. For example, like right now we're on a twelve day trip. Um, we started in Langley yesterday and then making our way to the states for a full week. So um, yeah, totally fine with the travel. Uh, you can you're able to set up how you how you want to sleep on the bus. Uh, I'd like to say that the the staff are, are vets with how they set up. They've done it once or twice, so um, it's it's not too too bad once you get used to it. And it's good for the players too, right? I it, I think for the travel, it, yes, it's long, but we're not traveling day a game to places like other teams would. Um, so I think in maybe in some sort of capacity, there's an advantage on that side of things where. You may you get maybe a little more sleep and there's no bus legs really so um i think it's uh very good and uh we're, we're pretty lucky with the bus that we have and the bus drivers we got also the 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 cougars have a have a sleep coach don't they uh no i think they used to it's just kind of a regular bus like i think they got it in 2018 they got a new bus in 2018 but uh brand new there's brand new seats with the logo on it and yeah, it's not an actual sleeper um, like they used to have, but uh, just simple bus. We got foamies that you can <laughs> plant on the ground and lay down your blankets and pillows and stuff. So yeah, it's not too bad. Well, I I, I thought about this as those words were leaving my mouth that you might think I meant the uh, the, the the bus itself. I meant like uh, like a strength and conditioning coach, but a but a but a sleep coach. I think they I think they they had employ, employed one at one point. Oh, I didn't know. I don't think we have a sleep coach. Um, that's funny. I didn't. I thought you meant like a like a coach type of bus or something. But no, no, no sleep coach yeah. in PG. I think we we got it settled. Yeah, like the like the the, the Royals have with it with their setup, so they can wait for right. the wait for the dock. It's. I still think that's yeah. pretty cool. I kind of wonder why everybody doesn't do that. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, because it's because it's a unique challenge. I mean, you know the you know for for listeners that aren't aware, but I sus- suspect if you listen to the show, you are. But you know the the closest. You know, road game is six hours. You know, every time you get on the bus, it's that's that's the minimum, and and that's uh, that's a unique reality to, uh, to to northern BC like that. Yeah, I know for sure. Like I think, yeah, Kamloops is the shortest one, six hours away, and uh, yeah, it's definitely unique. Um, I, yeah, I, it's it's kind of interesting. It's so far away from everywhere. I think the Cougars are the third. They log the most kilometers in the Western, second in the Western Conference. I think. I think Portland logs the most but yeah six hours is definitely the closest uh, with Kamloops and Kelowna so um yeah but it's just kind of like a second nature though once you get into the season you know what you're getting into so I think it's just more of a an experience thing and the more you do it the easier it gets well you know on this trip like you mentioned you know going to uh visit uh Everett here uh well we're taping this on a Monday so that it's a Tuesday um, is that your your first trip to to Everett then? It's our second. We were here early October. It was Vancouver and Everett on a back to back. So second time that we we've been in Everett. So it'll be the our final U.S. trip here. We got it all done in the first half. So kind of nice to get that over with. And then it's more divisional opponents throughout the second half. Yeah, interesting, interesting barn up there, and you know always a always a tough team with the Silver Tips. Good de- good defensive. Uh, take care of their own end. Yeah, for sure. It's a tough building to play in, too. Really good energy in there. And uh, I remember we were there on a Saturday in October, and it was an awesome atmosphere. And I expect it to be to be good again uh, on Tuesday. 
Yeah, yeah, especially they can, you know, if they ever, uh, I mean, it's league-wide, you know, we've had trouble putting butts in seats, but, you know, when that when that place gets pretty full, you know, playoff game. I mean, I think it's, you can say about everywhere, but that place for sure. Yeah, for sure. It gets loud, no question. So then, you know, again, with your, you know, you've followed this, this team for, for, for quite some time. It's uh, it's pretty nice to see them on the upswing. There's only only two teams in the West that have more wins at the moment than the Prince George Cougars. I mean, what's 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 it been like? Uh, you know, I, I suppose you could say you you bought at the right time in this case. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun team to watch. That's for sure. It feels like they can score on command. Uh, I mean, they've they average almost five goals a game right now, which has been pretty cool to watch. The power play is obviously really good. Um, it's just a really talented group. Uh, I think. You know, you look at the returning guys and Zammer and Hyde obviously kind of leading the way offensively. And then adding Chase Wheatcroft in the offseason was massive, leads the team in goals. He's on pace for just under 50 right now. So, um, yeah, there's just really been a lot of things to like. I think the one thing that could be better is, the, is playing at home. The record's not as good as I think they'd want it to be at home. But on the road, this team has been incredible. They're 9-3 and three right now. Uh, I think they scored 63 goals in 12 games on the road. So, um, yeah, pretty cool to see that the team's doing good. Obviously, looking between the, the pipes also with Brendan and Young that are starting to play a lot better. Young has been, especially Young, has been awesome so far for the Cougars. He's got seven wins already this year, already surpassing his total from last year. So, yeah, could, could talk forever with the team so far. Been fun to watch. They've added some players, too. Cole Dubinsky has joined this team. Uh, he joined in early November. And then just adding Jackson Weave also to add some more physicality to the roster. So, um two more 20-year-olds that, that fill some voids, and it should be fun to see how this team does when we get down to the stretch, and obviously kind of in the dog days right now, right before Christmas, so um, we'll see how the Cougars wrap up the first half, but I think again, down the stretch, second half, it'll be fun to see where this team slides in in the standings. Uh, maybe I'm biased, but I still think they have a legitimate chance to be in the mix to win the BC division. I think that would be really cool, but uh, still a long ways away. Yeah, you know, when looking at this at this uh, PG roster, I mean, one thing that jumps out at me, you, you, you mentioned, you know, some additions in Chase Wheatcroft and, and uh, Jackson Weave, some guys, the guys that have, that have played elsewhere and, you know, bring a, bring a certain amount of experience in here. And that's a nice compliment to some homegrown kids in, uh, in, in Zemer and, and, and Riley Height that, you know, as far as seeing, you know, these, these first round picks start to start to pay off and, and, and turn into uh you know, players that stir the the drink for the Cougars. I mean, the, what's it what's it been like watching these two these two young kids really kind of dr- uh, drive the bus? Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's still mesmerizing that Riley Heights only seventeen years old, and Zemer's eighteen. Like they're two of the younger kids on the team, and uh, they're leaders in there. Um, I know obviously Height has an A on his sweater. Zemer's obviously doesn't have a letter, but he's a leader in there also, and just so fun to watch. They've they've played together ever since they've started playing together and uh, it's just been fun to watch them on a nightly basis, just how smart they are with the puck. They complement each other really good. Like you look at Riley Height and just, he's more of a pass first type of player. Cohen Zemer's got more of a scoring touch. Um, You know, he scored 30 goals last year and Height is right there with the assists also. So they kind of complement each other that way and I think Height is starting to figure out a shot a little bit more. It'll be nice to see him probably got a couple more goals and it's a big year for both guys obviously probably going to go in the first round which is really exciting I think it's the first time ever in Cougars history that two players are going to get drafted in the first round so that'll be pretty cool to see if that happens so um, yeah fans love them 
they love it. They love playing at Prince George, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch them here for the next couple of years in Prince George colors when this team uh, continues to do damage, which I think they will. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I like that. Um, you know, and you mentioned uh, the the goaltending, and you know, it's not every day you see uh, a virtually even split between the goalies. It's got to be, you know, a, a, a nice, uh, a, a, you know a nice thing to be comfortable with with both guys that you can you can throw either either goal in the net and expect good uh good results yeah it doesn't matter who's in there right now um it, that is a very nice luxury to have two nhl drafted goalies with brendan in the fourth round to new jersey and then ty young in the fifth round to to vancouver so yeah uh, on a nightly basis they're terrific and you look at ty brendan just so much raw talent like he he's been a cougar for a long time and just so comfortable in there. He's starting to play a little bit better also this season. Got a good win last night uh, against Vancouver. Thought he was really good. Could have been a different story if, if it wasn't for him. But he's playing a little bit better. And then I, I really like Ty Young, a guy that's so dedicated to, to his craft and, and what he does on a daily basis. Um, you know, you walk into the dressing room sometimes and he's there an hour, two hours before everyone's stretching and getting his work done. So guy that's kind of earned everything he's gotten. Um, so that's been fun to watch, and like I mentioned earlier, he's already got seven wins this year, and he only had six last year. So um, it's, it's just been fun to watch on a nightly basis. And yeah, you said it also; they've alternated every start. No one's gotten back-to-back starts yet, so um, it's been fun to watch and pretty cool to see that kind of dynamic where both goalies can win on any given night. You know, we're at, at this point of the Cougars' development. You know, the vast majority of players on this team are you know mark lamb's guys you know guys he's drafted you know acquired you know and so he's kind of really putting his stamp on on this cougars club and and that's you know likely why we're starting to see the results that that we are what what's it been like working with with uh, an experienced you know whl guy like mark lamb yeah i give him full marks to what he's done with this team like he's kind of rebuilt it from the ground up it felt like after you know replacing Richard Mapachuk back in 2018 I believe as the, just the GM and head coach and uh, yeah like you said he's kind of built this whole thing with, with a really good staff but a guy that's you know been around the league for, for I don't even know how many years it is but it's his fifth year with the Cougars and you know he's drafted really well um, he's a big part of the obviously the Zemers and the Heights and the Brennans and the Youngs um, yeah he's obviously a, a really good coach and uh it's probably pretty good for him to see that things are starting to trend in the right direction and a big part of that is because of Mark and Bob Simmons, the director of scouting, they've done a really good job you know, drafting and making the right moves uh, as a late, so um, pretty exciting stuff to see and you know, Mark, obviously a big part of, you know, you look at the goalies last year, you think of Taylor Gauthier, who played all his years in, in Prince George Colors under Mark Lamb and uh, you know with him signing in the NHL despite getting traded to Portland and then with both goalies getting drafted also, there's just so much to like. And uh, I think Mark's very happy, but he's a very even keel guy. He won't uh, take full credit for, for everything. He's a very humble human being, and he knows that there's still a lot of work to do. And uh, But sky is the limit right now with, with Mark and his guys, and it should be fun to see uh, how things transpire, not just this year, but for years to come also. Yeah, Mark worked with my, my co-host Sean Mullen in uh... – in Swift Current for a number of years, and yeah. you know it was always a, a game there where he's kind of a little bit handcuffed with the 
you know, community owned, you know, just a lot of times we're just trying to squeak into the playoffs and get, you know, those gates for the for the first round and try to you know, try to break even on money for the year. Whereas we've seen, you know, over the last couple of ownership groups here in Prince George, we're a little more content to, you know, ride the cycle of, you know, rebuild for a couple of years to try to, you know, work towards, you know, putting together a, a real dangerous team towards, you know, to try to make some noise in the playoffs. And so that's been something for me that's interesting to see, you know, how does how does Mark Lamb do in, in, in this environment with more of a, you know, a, a different approach from, uh, you know, the, the, the confines of, of working for that particular team. And so I'm kind of really excited to see, you know, what, what this Cougars team does this year and, 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 and subsequent years as far as what they're building towards. Yeah, what's cool about it is that, you know, they're learning different ways to win. They're learning how to win. Obviously, like you said, there's been a lot of rebuilding seasons. And not many successful seasons. Like, let's be honest, there's been a lot of really tough years for the Cougars. No question about it. But this team is really learning how to win this year. You can already tell the 14 times that they've won this year. It is, like, I mean, you look at last night's game against Vancouver. It's the first win they had when trailing after two periods. They just found different ways. And like other years where they would go to overtime and shootouts and not win them, there were a lot of struggles there. Cougars haven't lost a game in, over, in an overtime or a shootout yet this year. They've been very good in the extra frame. There's, so there's just a bunch of different ways that they're figuring out how to win. And it's pretty cool to see it see it work, you know, throughout the, the season so far. And again, we, like you said, things could really propel over time. And um, yeah, just learning how to win is the biggest thing. It's still a relatively young group that's, again, learning how to win. And um, they're, they're young, but they're starting to get more experience, which is, which is a pretty cool thing to see. And that's why I feel like they're in a window to to to, to do a lot of damage, and uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, how this team uh, continues to succeed, and I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it's you know it was a long long road after that you know 2017 season, and you know winning the division, and you know spending significant assets to to improve, and then you know had to be really frustrating to to not only not get the result the playoff results they were looking for but you know then to have to still go through that the same rebuild and, and uh you know fortunately you know we can kind of shut the door on on that era but you know i'm sure that the cougars fans i mean that had to you know it's had to be kind of a long slog to get through yeah it was for sure it's a, it was a long process for sure um i think fans were sure they're i think they're maybe a little bit frustrated through the tough seasons but the fans, like the attendance has gone up a little bit for the Cougars, which is really good to see. Obviously, with Connor Bedard coming to town last weekend, had the, the best crowd the Cougars have ever had in the team's history with over 6,000 fans in there. But uh, there's been multiple games where there's been 2,500 plus, so it's nice to see that the fans are starting to realize that this Cougar team is, is fairly legit and they're going to be for a long time, which is which is awesome. And I think they're just trying to develop a winning pedigree uh, in the North and um, yeah, it seems like it's really coming, and like you said, I think you can shut the door on the the whole rebuild, and it's the team seems like it's it's fairly built now. And uh, against guys the limit, I feel like for this team after watching what is it twenty five games this year. So um, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's it's really going to be a a fun couple of months here in the season. Yeah, was, I uh, I kind of figured we'd end up talking about Regina coming to town here at some point. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of the it kind of kind of the talk of the town everywhere he goes. I mean, you know, for, before we get into the player, I mean, 
you mentioned that the building being full i mean how you know a, a building you've been going to your 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 entire life i mean what what was it like you know having you know that kind of juice in the building for a night yeah it was goosebump material right? when you saw everyone stand up for the national anthem that's when you could really tell that the place was completely completely full um yeah that was so cool the, the, this the vibe in there just the roar of the crowd when the team hit the ice like just little things um that, that you really noticed and then with the cougar scoring a minute in um that was awesome uh it got the place absolutely rocking and yeah i thought we put on a really good show um with our with our in-game and just kind of seeing the outside looking in on how everything went i thought we we did a really good job and obviously the on ice what wasn't the result the cats were looking for fall five one but um that was one of the cooler things i've seen uh, in the cn center was having over six thousand people uh, you know it was a, a history making night well and i see the 98 was the the number one star of that that game uh you know what are you the are you the newest convert to the uh to, to the cult of connor yeah i'm in yeah he's good <laughs> um yeah he uh took over that hockey game you know he scored twice and he probably could have had six or seven goals he put one in that was i think it was a penalty or something when he shot it in they called a penalty but it was one of the best shots he had of the entire game and then he hit the post two or three times but uh, yeah just a shifty player really good shots um, I think he'll transfer really well into the NHL. Obviously, he's going to be the first overall pick. I don't think – I don't think anyone's going to question that. And uh, it's pretty cool that he sold out every single BC building. I don't know – I've never seen anything like that before at, at the WHL level. I was talking to Mark, actually, about this. And he's seen it maybe a little bit in the NHL when, you know, you, when Wayne Gretzky got traded and came back to play against Edmonton. The place was, was obviously rocking. But uh, at the WHL level, like, that that's a new one is – one kid selling out every building in BC. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, side note, that's interesting. You you talked to a man that played, you know, in 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 that game for the Oilers against Gretzky, I believe. So yeah, that's you know a nice a nice resource to go to. Hey, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's uh, that guy's full of stories, and uh, yeah, he's a he's really great guy to, to talk about the stuff like that. And uh, yeah, found that pretty interesting. Yeah, whenever. He's he's been on our show a few times and and you know I always try to make sure to ask him about winning the Stanley Cup. That's kind of a that's kind of a running um, you know feature of this show. And anytime I have somebody that won the cup, I'm going to ask him about it. You know. Oh, for sure. And he probably never gets tired of talking about it either. That's that's an all time thing. Yeah, I hope so because I'm probably going to keep bugging him. But uh. <laughs> so I mean, but even besides you know that 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 one night of of having Regina in town and that's a that's a good draw and and hopefully you're gonna you know bring people back but you know looking at the the games of Vancouver in town I mean you're pushing pushing five thousand a night right there and that's a you know regular old Vancouver team I mean that's that's got to be pretty exciting in itself yeah it was good it was a really special weekend it was um community heroes weekend so a bunch of the uh first responders uh came to to, to watch the game and uh yeah saturday sunday so we had a sunday afternoon it was packed in there also cougars won that game too which was nice so those are two good ones and winnipeg came up for our minor sports night that crowd did really well and now we got teddy bear toss coming up when we get back home after this road swing so feels like there's some momentum building you know with the team and with the the fans and it's, it's pretty cool to be a small part of it and uh yeah if this team continues to do what they're doing i think the attendance is going to is going to continue to rise and 
I think that's what it is now to get people back is just a winning hockey team. And, uh, you know, watching, you know, Cougars hockey for however long I've done it, I think that's it. The team hasn't won a playoff round since 2007. They want to see a winner, and uh, hopefully it comes here fairly soon. Yeah, I mean, you know, you figure there's a pretty good chance of having home ice in the in the first round wherever they end up. You know, you at least if uh, the playoffs started today, they would. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, trade deadline's coming up in just over a month. And, you know, do you want to add? Do you, you know, I mean, we've seen how precious these resources are with, again, you know, two two first-round picks of the, of the Cougars leading the team in scoring at the moment. So you'd... You know, you you got to be careful with that. It'll be interesting to see what uh what kind of poker game that that Mark wants to play. Yeah, I'm not sure right now. Like obviously, he's already made two deals, acquiring Dubinsky and Weeb. But uh, yeah, still still a little bit away, and uh, we'll see what they do, what what things they need to add. Um, there could be a, cu- a couple different options he probably wants to do, but we'll uh, we'll I guess just kind of wait and see on you know what's going to happen on that January 10th deadline and. See if uh, I know the Cougars will probably be more buyers and sellers now, which is which is pretty cool. Obviously, they've they sold a lot in the past, um, just with the not much success. But now it looks like things are are switching. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the deadline. That's for sure. Well, and you know, you figure, you know, you're 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 hoping to get a you know a lesser opponent in the first round if if you can get home ice, but. You know, pretty soon. I mean, you know, in a in a conference with you know Seattle and the the pieces they've added at you know considerable expense, and you know, you know, Kamloops isn't done, and you know, Portland hasn't had to spend anything yet, but you know, they 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 tend to add. You know, they usually do, and and then you know, you're about to go into uh, to Silvertip Country, and you know, and they're they're ho hum at you know what twelve and seven or whatever whatever they're sitting at, and so they're they're winning games and people aren't even really noticing them or talking about them. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty tough conference. And so I feel like that's going to, you know, affect, uh, you know, how, how teams want to approach things and what, what they want to, what they want to risk. For sure. Things are so expensive now. I think when you look at some of the trades that have happened, you know, Seattle getting Nolan Allen for, I think it was seven or eight pieces, which was, which was crazy. Um, so yeah, like I mean, who knows what kind of moves those teams will make? Uh, you said Portland hasn't made a move yet, but they've only lost I think two or three times this year. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I feel like it's probably their motto right now. They've been playing some really good hockey. So um, yeah, we'll see what, what those teams do. I think there's obviously a lot of options. There'll be a lot of players probably on the market to, to get moved. I would assume, anyways. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, around the Western Conference, the Stack Conference, um, so many good teams. You know, this American Division's probably. One of the better divisions, I think, in the entire league, and um, it's going to be a you know see what what's, what the teams do. Everett hasn't made a a whole lot of moves either, and you know there I think the Cougars and Silvertips are tied in points right now entering tomorrow tomorrow's games. So wouldn't be surprised if they made some moves down the stretch. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the deadlines deadlines coming up on us. I mean, you know, we got players going off to World Juniors here shortly. I mean, it's uh. You know, getting to be we're we're right here, and it seems like the season just started. We're right here, kind of in the in in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, World Junior coming coming right around the corner. Pretty cool that uh, Tyler Brennan and Ethan Sampson got got named to the camp there. So um, good opportunity for them, and uh, I think it's the first time two Cougars have gotten invited to a camp of the World Junior. 
So that that's pretty cool. Sometimes there's been a couple singles that have gone in there. I think of Brett Connolly and Taylor Gauthier, to name a few. But uh, yeah, pretty cool that two guys on this team will potentially get an opportunity to, to rep Team Canada, the World Junior. So uh, are 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 those guys and and gone? You know, immediately or shortly, or do you get them for another couple of games yet? Yeah, they'll head out. I think they head out Thursday morning uh, to Moncton. So. Uh, they'll they'll be here for the first two games of this or the next two games of this road trip and then they'll be off so um, yeah pretty cool for them though it'll be nice to have them for a couple of games also before they leave yeah so flying out of flying out of Portland sounds like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's you know it's always a double-edged sword you know when you're uh, when your club is good enough to to put guys on you know their national teams and you know you you love to see that but you know sometimes it can hurt for a month yeah, for sure. I think of Seattle because I think they have four guys going to the camp with Alan, led by Alan Korchinski. I think Schaefer's going also and Milich. So um, there's a lot of guys from Seattle going to the camp that the kind of Cougars play Seattle when those guys are gone. So we'll see if they, they take advantage of that. And, uh, yeah, some teams will lose some of their guys. Cantaloupe's obviously losing uh, Stankoven and Bankier. So, yeah, but, again, double-edged sword, right? Like you can't – it's it's for a good reason. Yeah, and you're and you're about to to watch one of Dennis Williams' last games. Yeah, exactly. Dennis Williams, head coach for Everett's the bench boss for the World Junior Team. So, um, yeah, we'll see Dennis Williams tomorrow. Then he'll probably be off fairly soon, also. Yeah, so he'll be. You know, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh, you know if if the Cougars play Tyler Brennan tomorrow night, and then uh, you know if he'll be you know keeping one eye on him for the game for their club teams and how to how to how to score goals on them and then also evaluating them for for team canada at the same time yeah yeah um i think yeah i if history repeats itself it wouldn't be brennan who starts tomorrow because because like we talked about earlier about the the alternating starts it'd be young's turn tomorrow but yeah, who knows maybe they got some up their sleeve where brennan plays tomorrow but uh yeah uh, i think young will go tomorrow and then I assume Brennan goes against Portland, but yeah, we'll see what the coaches decide to do. Yeah, well, both and both formidable opponents too, as far as if you're trying to trying yeah, to some tough, stage tough that one. Not not much of a weaker sister between either one of those teams, but no. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the the four guys for Seattle. I mean, you know, it would be primarily Portland fans listening to this podcast, and and they're just fine with four of Seattle's better pieces being gone for a month. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's good. That's a good rival there with Portland, Seattle. I, I hear nothing but uh, awesome things about that rivalry. So, yeah, I'm not sure how many times they'll, they'll meet with the World Junior going on, but I'm assuming they'll, they'll probably see each other once or twice uh, during the tournament. So, so you guys have already made the the trip to Kent once, then? Yeah, yeah, we played one game in Kent, so we'll go back there. Yeah, on Tuesday the 13th, and then Seattle actually already made their trip up to Prince George also. So just one more meeting in the season series and. Uh, Cougars are one and two so far, so it's nice to split with Seattle against a really you know formidable opponent. When you get a you get a Tuesday game in there, yeah, and I think that was actually what it was last time we were there. It was a midweek game, so um, it's their midweek madness: two dollar hot dog, five dollar beer, I think. And that place is as is really good on a weekday, and uh, yeah, it'll be a, another good crowd, I'm assuming, next week. Yeah, that would be that would be Tuesdays, but uh, and that's yeah. and that's that's almost. 
in some ways that's kind of you know the schedule maker like you know it's not fair to 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 the cougars to have to do you know you're only there twice and they're both on on uh on the tuesdays that's uh that's that's kind of a rough draw yeah i don't know i think we'll take it i mean you know i i don't mind the midweek games against the american team because i know that we played some weekend games against american teams and the place is, is dang near full but uh yeah i i think it's a, it all kind of blends in you know for weekday games no matter who you play, you gotta be ready to go. It's never an easy schedule for for junior hockey. So, um, yeah, I think you just roll with the punches, take what you take, and and see how it goes. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I feel like you're talking, you know, goals and assists, but I'm, you know, I'm saying the the, the atmosphere. I mean, that's such a, you know, Kent is such a hostile environment, you know, in in, in any way, shape, or form. And then uh, and then when there's extra beers involved, I mean, it's a uh, you know, and I think a lot of times you can you can feed off of that, and you always you always hear that. But I mean, it it can get you know downright nasty in that building. You know, a lot of nights. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love that. I I like the atmosphere when it gets a little gets a little crazy. You know, when they when they yell that in their goal song after Seattle scores, they they announce city and then sucks after. Let's say French George sucks, Portland sucks. I think that that whole atmosphere uh, is incredible and. Yeah, we'll see how it is on a Tuesday, and uh, I, I'm pretty excited. I know in the playoffs in Seattle, went on there a couple of runs. I had a friend that played there in 2016-17, and he said it was nasty. It got pretty intense there, and uh, probably a pretty fun place to play if you're a member of that team, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, especially, you know, a couple of years there, they were uh, they were definitely winning games, and and uh, and, they, and 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 that era, Thunderbirds, for sure, they played nasty. I mean, they were, you know, the – like the old school, you know, oversized, you know, six four, two twenty, bruising defensemen. They seem to they seem to love that in, in those that Russ, Russ Farrell era, and uh, you know it's kind of a kind of a throwback. And you know I'm sure they've they've kind of you know that's they've kind of always went with that. You know, when even when uh, you know a lot of guys were going you know young uh, you know more puck moving you know skilled blue liners. The, the Seattle team they just loved you know kind of kind of tried beating you up in the trenches yeah yeah that's a fun team to watch they're really good winning pedigree um they've produced some really high nhl players obviously i think of barzell i think of ethan bear uh keegan colazar to, to name a couple but uh they'll probably have some more coming obviously look at their draft picks now with korchinski to name one allen davidson schaefer um they're they're loaded so uh they're they're a really good hockey team and they do a really good job. Matt Odette's done a really good job with that group. and um, Yeah, the winning pedigree is, is something there in Seattle, that's for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the mix to, to win the Western Hockey League this year. Well, in, the, in that case, the rich get richer with, you know, the the, the skilled guys they have and then and then bringing in, you know, Kyle Konkovich, for example. I mean, he's, you know, the, la- the last couple games that, you know, Portland-Seattle games, I mean, he was really, you know, pushing the, pushing the pace and, and, and making things happen and, you know, Portland didn't have any answers for him the last uh, two times out. Yeah, Kovac's been a really good add. Um, I think he scored a couple against the Cougars, actually, uh, in Seattle. He's He's been a really good add for them. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a loaded roster. And they added Luke Prokop, too. He's obviously been hurt a little bit. But, uh, yeah, there's so much to like about that team. They're definitely not easy to play against. Yeah, and you know, I don't know, I don't know the extent of Prokop's injury, but you know, a guy that's not not going anywhere for World Juniors, so they have they have that going for him. If you know when he's when he's ready to return, and and also you know, I mean, they're 
they're uh, making standings points just fine the way they sit so it'll be uh, I'm sure they'll be you know patient for uh, for his addition you know when, when when he's ready to play again yeah you don't want to rush with what, what what's happened I'm not sure what the injury is either but definitely don't, probably don't want to rush him back into action after what they gave up to get him so um, obviously it was a big trade there to, to add Luke and yeah most, I guess time will tell so who are some of the some of the other guys on this Cougars team that you know we we should uh, Portland fans should keep an eye on uh, here on Wednesday night that we haven't already touched on? Yeah, uh, a couple guys that I really liked Andre Becker's game. Um, Check Ford that came from the import draft. He is a, a dangerous player. I think he's probably obviously everyone has their off nights, but when that when that kid's on, there's not many guys that can skate with him. Um, He's been a really good add for this Cougars team. He's been really good on the road, especially. Um, yeah, shifty player. Uh, does a lot of really good things. He can get a little physical. He's, an out, he's a big competitor. And uh, just, the, you know, a European forward that's kind of getting used to the North American style, and I think he's getting there. And uh, he's got some good feel for the game. And, yeah, he's been he's been awesome. So I, I would say he's a, probably a big one to watch. I like it. It's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean it's 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 always fun, you know, like we talked about before. I mean, seeing a seeing a team, you know, on the on the rise, you know, scoring goals, having fun, you know, uh, trying to, you know, make uh, make the locals proud and to to come to to see the rink, to come to the rink again, and see the the team, and uh, yeah, I definitely like the the direction these Cougars are going, and and yeah, you mentioned you know Portland only losing four games, but they were kind of the last four games that they played pretty much, so it's uh, they're. You know they're hurt a little bit. It's uh, you know they're short a couple forwards, and that's kind of handcuffed them. So it you know might be uh, you know might be a good opportunity for uh, for PG to come in and, and try to uh, try to make some damage. Yeah, last time they were there, they wanted a shootout, and I think Becker actually scored twice in that game. And then they wanted a shootout. Uh, Noah Boyko scored the shootout winner. He's not here anymore, but uh, yeah, that was a, a fun win. So. That was a, was a close one too, and like you said, Portland's lost a couple, a couple guys out. So definitely, I would say that the the doors the door is wide open for a chance to to get two points. So it's kind of a you know unique opportunity for for you as you know the first time through a lot of these buildings. I mean, what was what was your impression about the the, the glass palace first time you were in here in this classic old building? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, uh, I've never been in, in the. Memorial Coliseum there was first time and uh, loved it like it's just such a unique unique building um, obviously the city of Portland in itself too was awesome but uh, just hearing some stories from from players that have played here before and uh, yeah the crowd I'm not sure what the crowd I think it was 1800 in the building it was kind of a quiet crowd but I couldn't imagine that place rocking for, for playoffs I know it was last year when the Cougars were here so um, yeah, really unique building. I know it's a lot of the players' favorite buildings to play in. Yeah, there's all these crazy catacombs and back there you could probably get lost in. You probably did get lost in a couple times, maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a very unique place. I mean, you know, when we talk about it, I always point out that you know the Beatles played there. You know, I mean, yeah. there's you know, and then the and then the unique you know architecture to where the you know the bowl is separate than the. Than than the uh, the outside glass, you know it's you know we used to have do the curtains down, you know daylight games in there, so it's like the the pluses of the outdoor game without the minuses, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like when you like you're sitting in the stands and you look at the rink, it looks like an outdoor game because 
there's not fans right around the glass, all around the glass. So I feel like it's kind of like an outdoor look. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that part of it. And, I, you know, you mentioned, like, the different people that have been in that building. Like, Michael Jordan played in there, too, which is pretty cool. And um, probably so many more that I can't name off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, just a historic place, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, hopefully someday we'll go back to splitting games between that and the the Moda Center, the Rose Garden, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, they got to get an ice plant in there first because uh, they don't have an ice plant anymore in the in the, in the main building. I assume that's, I mean, it's in the lease. They're supposed to play half and half, so presumably they'll, somebody's working on that, but I think there's a lot of layers that onion at the moment, but that's a that's a really nice building to, to have a hockey game in. It's, it's too bad we're not doing that right now. Yeah, I've heard that it's a really cool place. Obviously the home of the Trailblazers and, I know some of the players have played in there, and they said it's absolutely unreal. So, yeah, it'd be cool if they eventually got to get to play in there. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet barn, but you know, and and the the nostalgia of the old building. I mean, the the first the first U.S. team that well, actually the first ever host team for the Memorial Cup format was in that building, which is a which is an interesting, you know, factoid. But, yeah, know that. Yeah. So and and then and and then of course the first time there was a host team the host team won so the uh, <laughs> you know we will we will always be able to criticize the format because the first time it could happen it did happen right so yeah yeah exactly although our our friends in Kamloops don't have a don't have a problem with that so no they'll be fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Cole I, I I appreciate your you giving me your time is there uh is there any anything else you want to touch on while we're while we're having this discussion. No, just uh, I appreciate you uh, for having me for my my first time on the podcast. Um, uh, I, I love chatting about the Cougars and just how much fun they've been to watch this year. And I think fans are going to be really impressed and I think some eyebrows are going to get raised uh, at this team down the stretch. And um, it's going to be a really fun team to watch, and it has been already. And, yeah, can't wait. I think it's going to be really good for the fans to, to see how good this team is, and I really do think sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a, a fun a fun team to, to talk about and pump the tires on. I mean, there's been I know there's been a, a, a lot of times where I'm like, oh, Prince George in the weekday game, I mean, I guess. But now it's hey, Prince George, hey, look at this. So right, <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, it's that's good. That that's good. That's what they're striving for. Yeah, no, it's uh it's fun and uh, so you know safe travels and uh and we'll we'll see you in the in the glass palace. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.